0: Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz and I will be your host. Today I've got a really exciting interview and it's kind of like a part two to my running from budgeting video. Sam from The Intentional Sense actually reached out to me on Instagram and offered her knowledge and expertise so I got the opportunity to interview her and it was really exciting because I got to learn a lot more about budgeting myself. So if you want to learn more about budgeting, keep on listening
1: show today. And this is going to be a really great part two to what was like my, I guess, rough draft of like (laughs) trying to make an episode about budgeting. Um, I was really happy to have you reach out and offer your just thoughts and um, knowledge around budgeting as This is really new for me and as well for probably a lot of the listeners. So um, why don't you give an intro to yourself and your company and kind of what you do?
2: Yeah, sure. So I am Sam Barna. I am the founder and CEO of The Intentional Sense. And my main role there is a money coach. So a lot of people don't know what money coaches are and they think you know financial advisor or things like that and that is not what it is. So you think like exercise, right? So people exercise and they have a bunch of different ways to exercise and they don't know where to start or what works for them because they've never done it. So money coaches are kind of like a personal trainer but for your finances, everyone wants to save money and they know it's good to save money Just like everyone knows exercising is healthy, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they know what will work for them and how to get started. And so that's what I help people with. So whatever your goal might be, whether it's saving for a house or a trip or, you know, even just starting small and getting out of debt and things like that, I tailor a budget and give you the tools and resources you need
1: to be successful. That's awesome. That sounds really um, cool in the sense that it sounds like how you compare it to a personal trainer in, in the sense that it can be very personalized to your specific situation. And I guess one thing that we'll just start off with is just kind of the idea of budget myths. And I'm sure that a lot of people kind of have these myths around, you know, I don't have enough money to have a budget and you know, things are complicated. And like kind of what I had mentioned in my previous episode of kind of depriving myself And kind of saying, you know, I can't, I absolutely cannot get, you know, balayages anymore. I can't get coffees before work because, you know, that just adds up over time. And um, what are your thoughts or what are your um, recommendations around that?
2: Yeah, yeah. So in terms of the not having enough money argument, so some people are like, oh, well, I'll start saving once I make more, right? Well, it's kind of the opposite, you could have more if you just start focusing on saving, you know, so don't have enough. Well, let's make it so you do have enough. Let's see where your money's going and everyone has to deal with it anyways, right? We all we all have to pay bills. We all have to buy food. So why not give your money a purpose and know where it's going so that you can actually make it work for you. Um, and then in terms of the balayage, so I I get my hair done. I'm actually getting it done next week and probably going like pink or purple or something wild again. Um, <laughs> And it might not be considered necessary, it's not a necessary expense, and I totally get that. But at the same time, I am very much like in it for the long haul, right? I could I could get super intense about paying off debt, you know, I have a mortgage, my husband has personal loans and student loans, and we could completely deprive ourselves and maybe save a year or two in the long run. But that's not really what I want to do. I want to enjoy my life, you know, you're young once. And I think that if you deprive yourself and say, I'm never going to have Starbucks, i never going to get my hair done. I'm never going to do this. And then it almost discourages you from trying to make more money. You know, like my husband has a side hustle for golf and he's able to get greens, greens fees for free. And he's able to start saving some money for golf clubs. But if he, every single penny he made doing that, he was throwing towards debt. It would kind of be like, well, what's the point? Why am I doing this? You know? So I think that Deprivation in a sense is good, but deprivation overall is super discouraging. So I get my hair done. I I go to Starbucks occasionally. I'm not huge eating coffee out or drinking coffee out fan. But it's not about the lattes, in my opinion. It's not about the things like that. It's more about just big picture. What do you prioritize? And how can you enjoy your life while getting your money on track? Um, yeah. But yeah. And then in terms of budgeting being complicated, I think a very common myth that people say, oh, I'm not good at math, or I'm not good at, you know, the spreadsheets, and I don't know where to start. You don't need to be good at math. I am actually a huge math nerd. So I'm a bad example. But a bunch of people, Aren't good at math, and I'm actually not great at simple math. I'm more on like the weird symbols of math side, (laughs) Um, but but there's tons of resources out there. There's spreadsheets that are already like put together so they can do it for you, and all you have to do is enter how much you're making and how you want to spend, and it will it will do it for you. So it's more just about building the habits and getting your priorities in order so that you can feel confident about it.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I totally what you said about. Deprivation as well. I really relate to that as well. Because I was in London for two years for a master's program. Ah, I
2: love London.
1: Yeah, it was such a great experience. And I'm actually gonna be going back soon for work. But while I was there, I actually like there was a point where I kind of was hesitant around traveling. And like London's such a great spot to, you know, you can go really anywhere in, in, in like the span of a couple of hours, since flights can be so cheap. And I at one point was kind of thinking thinking, well, I've got this money and should I just, you know, save it for my loans because I know that I'm going to have loans after this master's degree. And I was really, for a moment, I was like trying to catch myself and I was trying to say, well, you know, what, what are my priorities really? And do I want to be, you know, trying to save every penny I can living in such an amazing city and like close to so many amazing European countries? Or do I want to spend it and like have these amazing experiences? Experiences. And I think I really look back at that as like, you know, I could have that money still now and I could be, you know, I could have paid off like some percentage of my debt, but I wouldn't have had those experiences that I've had um, because in the end I did choose traveling and it was like, you know, those are the stories that you want to keep for life. And that's kind of like how you want to enjoy your youth. And um, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like in terms of traveling, I, I know there's tons of people that say, oh, there's so many hacks to to traveling super cheap and I do use credit card rewards when we travel and I try to make it you know not completely out of control but at the same time it goes back to like I don't want to deprive myself right like we went to Disney World right before COVID hit and we drank around the world in Epcot and that's not cheap <laughs> you know And it, it was a lot of fun and I'm, I'm never gonna forget it I have great memories and I think experiences are so important and I think that's actually one of my priorities is I'd rather have less clutter around my house and more experiences so that's that's something I would prioritize in my budget
1: yeah no that's awesome and then so when you talked about kind of you know taking these simple steps and kind of like you can use these excel sheets that are already built for you and you just have to enter in you know how much you make a year what are some mistakes that people might make might make in terms of like spending habit um, money mindset or priorities um, just in terms of like getting Started, or even when they're like down the line already in the process of it.
2: I think just being unrealistic with themselves. So You could tell yourself, I'm never gonna go to Starbucks. I'm never gonna spend on skincare. I'm never gonna go out to eat. And that might sound great, but at the end of the day, three months in, you're gonna wanna do something, you know? And so I think a lot of people, it's like crash dieting. People say, oh, I'm never gonna eat dessert. I'm gonna eat super healthy. I'm gonna, you know, sober or whatever month. And it sounds good until at the end of that month, you're super deprived and you just wanna eat all the dessert drink all the things or spend all the money and so just thinking like long-term big picture be realistic with yourself set goals set realistic like small goals and then stick to them and you know that that ends up working out the best in my opinion you know I I went nine months one time without getting my hair cut and at the end I didn't feel great about it I wanted to get my hair cut, and I ended up probably paying more because my highlights were super grown out and I wanted a bigger change you know so I think more just being intentional and being realistic is the best approach
1: yeah I think I was talking about that as well with like my hair kind of troubles around like you know wanting to just get it professionally done and trying to be cheap with it and trying to like you know maybe I should just stop this and you know I could just use a box dye and like everyone tells you like don't use box dye on hair and like as you can see like I'm so naturally brunette And I was trying for like four years to get like to blonde. And it was the amount of times that my hair was like, just totally orange was just it it was like scary too it was just like you know I'm putting this stuff in my hair and I'm expecting it to come out one way and then next thing you know it's like I'm so scared to like walk out the door and I feel like I need to put my hair up and hide it and it's like this could have been totally avoided and now like that hairdresser that I'm going to have to go to anyways is going to have to fix this and on top of that I might as well just get it done the correct way that I wanted anyways so it's just yeah and like Two things I thought of when you
2: mentioned that were, one, you were saying like, oh, I don't need to do balayage, like whatever, whatever. And you kind of have this like sense of like regret. But at the same time, in terms of mindset, you, yes, you spent money and you could have spent that money on other things or saved it or whatever. But if we pick apart like every expense we could have saved money on, it will drive us insane. And so I think from like a mindset perspective, you even said like, now I appreciate the hair I have and I feel good about my natural hair color. And you would not have felt that way if you never did that, you know, you would be like, Oh, what if I, what if I go blonde? What if I do this? What if I do this? And you would have never experienced it to know, Oh, I love, I love the way my hair looks now when I go out and I look in the mirror, I feel good about me, you know? And yeah. I think that's, that's something that people don't realize, you know, like even my husband, my husband has student loans because of some stuff he went through and he could be super hard on himself and regret that completely. But at the end of the day, it worked out, we're going through it. We're dealing with it. And and you kind of learn from it and move on. And then also, I think if you pick apart like wants versus needs, there are people that are saying, oh, well, why would you be spending on balayage? That's so unnecessary, blah, blah, blah. But if you get technical about wants versus needs, everyone's spending on wants, right? Even like your $12 haircut you get from, you know, a chain is going to be technically a want, right? We we need, yes, we need a roof over our head. We need food. We need water. But that's, you know, that's very bones. And unless you're going that bare bones, who, it, who are you to say to someone that's unnecessary because they're, they're spending unnecessarily, but so are you just in a different way
1: definitely i and i totally agree with the whole notion of like having regrets and you know if you were to you know really track everything so specifically and if you were to only focus on you know my only focus in life is to you know pay off the set like you are going to deprive yourself so much and just i hate the idea of having regrets and thinking of like the what ifs because those are the things that like you totally think about before bed and you're like oh gosh like what if i just went on that trip what if i just did that one thing that I really wanted to do. And like, what sort of a life is that that you're living? What is the quality of life of that if you're depriving yourself of these things that like, even though they may seem like extreme to you, they actually might not be that extreme. And in the end, they could lead to something super positive.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think it's all about moderation, moderation and consistency, because like, I have a mortgage, and I am on track to pay it off significantly earlier than it should be paid. Off. Could I make it a couple years earlier? Yeah, but would I sacrifice a couple years of like my young adult life to do so? Yeah. So to me, it's not worth it. Am I still, you know, setting a realistic goal to pay it off early? Yeah, but it doesn't mean that I have to give up so much time and money that I want to spend on fun things. So I think it's just trying to find that sweet spot of the middle ground of what works for you and sticking with it. And I think that's the hard part, whether it be with money or or dieting or exercise or just other goals you have in life. It's just, it sounds good, but you you need to follow through. You need to stick with it, and it's like combining like your passion for doing it with like perseverance in doing it, and like sticking to what you care about and realizing like the big picture. Because people get so caught up. You know, I always joke my husband. I could I convince I could convince him today to spend like three hundred dollars on dinner tonight, but then if I say, hey, let's make an extra mortgage payment of three hundred dollars, whoa, 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 you know. And so it's like <laughs> it's just trying to find that sweet spot of balancing what what matters right now. And I think sometimes that's harder for people to do if they don't actually just sit down and like look at a piece of paper and say, Hey, this is what I'm spending my money on. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I spent $300 on Starbucks last month. And then they say, okay, well, what's a reasonable amount for me to spend? And maybe, maybe it is $300. Maybe it's 175. Maybe it's five. It's just, it's whatever you value and how it works with what you have. And so I think it's not really fair for people to say, oh, well, you shouldn't spend more than $50 at Starbucks a month. Well, if you're making $10,000 a month, maybe maybe you could spend a lot more. If you're making 10 a month, you know, maybe you shouldn't be spending that. And that's where it's, it's really hard to say these steadfast rules of budgeting because it is so personal and custom to what you believe and what you value.
1: Definitely. And I guess you're kind of starting to go into this. So we'll kind of end on uh, some questions that we had gotten from um, people on Instagram. So it was just around kind of basically, what are the best ways to budget? And is there a wrong way?
2: Yeah, so I think the most wrong way there is, is to not budget. (laughs) And that's like kind of a a cheap answer. But it's really how I feel. It's kind of like think about it, if you're same comparing it back to exercise, there's there's not a wrong and right way to exercise, there's a right way for you. And maybe the wrong way for you would be laying on your couch every day and doing nothing but some people hike some people you know go biking some people go to the gym some people lift weights some people you know run like it's it's so different and that's kind of how i feel with budgeting like my expenses i spend on you know beauty and skin care and trips and my house and my dogs like i love dogs but dogs are expensive like i put i made a post the um the other month that my dog's teeth clean and cost almost six hundred dollars that's that's not an insignificant number and some people would freak out oh wow that's you know you shouldn't be spending on dogs but it's it's not wrong or right it's more just like i'm budgeting for that because i care about it so i think that the the most right way would just to be get started um but also just going back to being realistic with yourself you know don't don't set yourself up for failure start small start super small that's probably the absolute best suggestion i can have even with savings say you want to save ten thousand dollars to buy a house start with a number a month that is realistic to you. And then once you get that, and you could be consistent with that, then wiggle it up a little bit and, and just build that habit and build that consistency so that you're, you're not discouraging yourself and you're able to actually be
1: successful. Definitely. And I think you're, I think it really um, pertains to like what I had touched on. Like um, I was talking about like data sources in the beginning of my last budgeting episode, and um, I totally resonate with it. And it sounds a lot like someone who you know, you try to work out and then you feel like a failure and you just totally give up and you don't ever look at it again. And I feel like that's what a lot of people experience with budgeting is like you try it once and then you think it's like impossible. And it like sometimes like people with exercise will be like, well, I just really need to get into it. And I'm going to, you know, make myself run 10 miles, even though I've never run a mile in my life. And so it's like, you can't really set yourself up for those really high expectations if you're not starting small and you have to start with running that one mile and then you gradually build up over time until you can run 10 miles. And then it's like a realistic, healthy goal that you can actually reach, like you were saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to get thrown into the deep end and then be like, oh my gosh, I'm never doing that again. And it's, and that's where I, I think I really just like, I always tell people like, I'm trying to like break the budget stigma. Like people think budgeting is like checking all these boxes and, you know, only, spending on like your food and your house and like living in this like like this hermit life and it's not that at all you could actually spend in my opinion on so much more because you you have intention around your spending and there's some people that you know that are super frugal that would probably consider me a crazy spender and then there's some people that spend a lot and don't budget that would probably look at me and say oh my gosh you're so frugal and it really just it's
1: just perspective you know definitely definitely and so how can people get in touch with you about, um, just starting to budget. What are, I I know that you've mentioned you have like a workbook and I know you have a link on your, um, Instagram bio about like 15 minute consultation sessions. Like, um, what does that look like?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So right now I am on Instagram and Facebook, more so Instagram, um, at the intentional sense. And there's a link in my bio where you can get a 15 minute free consultation. So we can kind of go over if it's a good fit for you for my 90 minute intensive sessions, which, I launched a few weeks ago, and that is a kind of quick and dirty session where we flesh out all of your budget woes. So if, you, if you're if you in debt and don't know where to start, if you're trying to save for a house, we just try to get you as much covered in 90 minutes as possible to set you up to start progressing on your goals. And then um, in terms of my workbook, I have a workbook centered around guilt and shame, because I do think that it's hard. It's hard when you are going through a time of Feeling broke or in debt, and you, you want to buy something for yourself. And I've done it before where, you know, I really want fall clothes and I go buy fall clothes and then I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have bought fall clothes, you know, and you don't want that. You want to work it into your budget and flip that mindset. So it's, you know, oh, I can buy X dollars worth of fall clothes. And if I spend X minus 10, oh my gosh, I'm $10 ahead on my budget this month. And so I have a workbook that's centered around working and things like that into your budget and tracking how you spend in a category, whether it be clothing or beauty or whatever that matters to you. Um, So if you find me on Instagram, the link used to be in my bio, but now it's the 15-minute consult. So just shoot me a DM and I'll send it to you.
1: Awesome. Yeah, and I think that's totally, I think your services are so perfect for a time like this when people are feeling really, really anxious around money and just people that are losing their jobs and everything that's going on with the world right now. So um, I would highly encourage anyone who's listening to reach out to Sam and just you know I think just being conscious of your money will just help us feel a lot less anxious about money and it makes it a lot easier to talk about as well so I think yeah if you have anything else you'd like to add um no I think that's perfect I think what you said about
2: the times we're in right now is you know starting at the beginning of COVID we didn't know what our situation would look like no one no one knew if they were keeping their jobs how stable you know how long this would last and that's one thing I was super proud of is do I have like a crazy emergency fund? No, but we have an emergency fund that we knew, okay, even if one of us lost our jobs, we'd be all right for a while. And I think just having that sense of stability is so huge because when something stressful happens, like the last thing you want to be stressed about is money. You know, finding a new job is stressful. Not, not knowing what the future looks like is stressful and having some sort of money to fall back on to feel good about that, at least in a tough time is so, so crucial.
1: Definitely well thank you so much for being on the podcast um i feel like yeah this is great great insights and i will leave everything in terms of links and um just tags for your social medias in the social in the show notes of this episode but yeah
0: thank you again of course thank you so much all right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency in Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. Like I said, I will have all of Sam's links in terms of her 15-minute consultation sessions as well as her workbooks in the show notes of this episode. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me. I am at Newcomer on Instagram and Twitter. And then we have an Instagram for the podcast, just at Resiliency in Running. But yeah, like I said, I do hope you guys enjoyed the episode and I look forward to seeing you in the next one.